Hi, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with D Malone. I am D Malone, and what a joy to be able to share in God's Word with you yet again. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, let's get right into it. The title of our lesson today is On Guard. And we are going to be talking about someone that you've heard me talk about before, Nehemiah. So we've talked about Nehemiah in in the space of, I can't come down. And if you haven't listened to it, it is up. Please go back and listen to it after you've heard this one through. But Nehemiah is a very focused, driven God-fearing, determined man. And just to give a little context on Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a cupbearer in Persia. And he was well-respected and loved because he asked for permission. Once he talked to God about what was happening to the wall in Jerusalem, right? God gave him that, that agitation, that 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 upset the frustration about that situation so that he could be the one to go and handle it. And so in that, he goes to King Artaxerxes and he says, okay, so I need to go back to Jerusalem. The wall needs repair. You know, the the king, because he's so respected and he's loved, so to speak, He's like, well, how long is it going to take? How long are you going to be gone? You know, somebody, you know, wants you to be around when they like, well, wait, how long is it going to take you? You're you going to be gone for a while. <laughs> and so um, he gets the approval to go to repair the wall in Jerusalem. And the thing about this part of the story that I didn't get before <laughs> was that there's some things that 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 happen that I can't you know I'm not even going to say I'm not even going to get into it yet let us pray <laughs> Father God we thank you so much for the ability and the opportunity to grow in relationship with you as we study and learn more about you through your word we thank you God for your word We thank you for your word becoming flesh. We thank you for the sacrifice that you've made for us, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And at this moment, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to me and speak through me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Touch us, Lord God, in this moment that we are receptive to everything that you're saying to us. Help us to be able to apply this word as we go forth touch every set of ears every heart and every mind that we will get this word and that this word we will hide in our hearts all these things we ask in your name jesus we do pray amen amen help us jesus okay so now let's get into this so when we talked about nehemiah before can't come down nehemiah was basically like listen you're a distraction i'm not playing with you i'm busy i'm focused why should i come down and play with you and waste time with you when i got some heavy important work to do yeah so i'm not coming back up off me i'm not coming 
leave me alone. Now, this time around, when I went back and I'm reading, I feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me to be on guard, right? And at first, I was getting all of the the watch your mouth, watch what you speak, watch your emotions, you know, some of us walking around bitter and salty. And while we're supposed to be the salt of the earth, salty food is not palatable it's not delectable it's not good nobody wants to eat salty food it's it basically tastes nasty and some of us are walking around bitter but but then I felt like hmm that's is that where you want me to go because then we talked about that Lord like we talked about watch your mouth we talked about watch your emotions right so then I was like so what's what's this one what's what is this one this one is watch out. In in other words, God wants us to connect with him in the way that we are paying attention to the attacks and so that we would have discernment to see them before they even get here. That we would not be so distracted with the things that don't even matter so that we would be able to see and hear and know when somebody's up to something. So while Nehemiah had agreed to rebuild the wall in Jerusalem and leave his position as in Persia as a cupbearer to, to get it done, he had the heart for God. So he was not going to do anything, and I mean anything, without praying first. And a lot of times we do things and we don't pray first about it. We don't include God about it. I want to give you a perfect example. I prayed first about a situation that that just happened or at least I thought I did. But when the situation played out, I kept feeling like this quite wasn't right. Just nah, I kept and I was trying to give the person the benefit of the doubt. But what ended up happening was they did us wrong. They did me and my family wrong. And I kept feeling like, "Mm," but I didn't listen. I didn't listen because I was allowing myself to not trust what the Holy Spirit was saying to me because I wanted to give people, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt because that's what we're supposed to do as believers, Right. But you got to be on guard when you're getting the nudge. The nudge is for a reason. The Holy Spirit is speaking for a reason. And so, you know, when the situation is all played out, you're like, oh, I can't believe that. But the one thing I love is that God is a God of justice and Nehemiah saw these people he was hearing about how these people were trying to attack and what did Nehemiah do he prayed on it and then he prayed about them come on y'all let me let me let me get this let me get into this with you okay so we're going to go now we're going to read Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 through 14. And I'm going to try to read through it really quickly. But if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to this. And so the, the title of this, this chapter is enemies oppose the rebuilding. See the enemy, the, the devil, right? 
he is opposed to whatever it is that we are doing for Jesus. And he sends in these little distractions and these, and he tries to plot and scheme and, and do all of these tactics, which never actually change, just different people. (laughs) But he does all these tactics to take us off our guard and to distract us, right? Like I said, so here, let's go. So it says, at last, the wall was completed to half its original height around the entire city. That means they put in some work, y'all. And that's all the people. For the people, here we go, had worked very hard. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs, the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the wall were being repaired, they became furious. They had all made plans. Oh, they all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and to bring about confusion there. Uh Uh-oh. To bring about confusion there. But, But get what happened. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Then the people of Judah began to complain that the workers were becoming tired. There was so much rubble to be moved that we could never get it done by ourselves. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. So I placed armed guards behind the lowest parts of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords, spears, and bows. Then, As I looked over the situation, I called together the leaders and the people and said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fights for and fight for your friends, your families and your homes. Hallelujah. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of this holy word. Now, I'm going to skip, even though I, I just said that, I'm going to skip down to the 21st verse because this is so good. So he says, we worked early and late from sunrise to sunset and half the men were always on guard. I just keep always on guard. I also told everyone living outside the walls to move into Jerusalem That way, they and their servants could go on guard duty at night as well as work during the day. During this time, none of us, not I, Nehemiah, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards 
who were with me ever took off our clothes. I need y'all to just dance right there. They never took off their clothes. We carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Okay, so now let's go into this. Let's let's just whew, let's go into this. Okay. So again, remember, Nehemiah is a praying man. He does not make a move without God's nudge, without God's permission, without talking to God. Now they're getting all of this work done. It's now it's more than half the size that it was originally, but they're still going. They're still working. There's still work to be done. The wall is not fully completed. It's not all the way done. That's what the text says. The text says that at last the wall was completed to half, but they still had work. It was completed to half. The gaps have been repaired, but then when we go to the next, the next scripture, they still had work to do. They still had work, whether it was cleaning up the area, but they knew that they had some exposed spaces. So let me talk to you. Let, let me, let me make this so that we can relate to it. Okay. So first things first, the enemy sees the work that you and I are doing and they're furious. He's furious. And so while the, the attacks might seem different, it's still an attack. It's still the same tactic. I'm still going to do things to frustrate you. I'm still going to do things to confuse you. I'm still, if I'm mad, you're going to be mad. I'm mad you're going to be mad. And so the enemy is coming in with things that will aggravate you. I promise you tonight I was aggravated because of that situation, because I felt wronged. And then I had to say, I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. Right. Somebody. And I want to tell you so badly, but I'm going to just chill because we, we talking here about the Lord. But. When someone does you wrong and you start to get into err, and you more and more, the more you rehearse it, the, the, the more angry you become, the more you talk about it. When I say rehearse, I mean, the more you talk about it, the more you think about it, the more you feel wronged. And the more, even if you take an accountability, the more you feel wronged, the more angry you become and the more distracted you are. And as I was explaining the situation to my mom, to my dad, to my friend, I, after I was like, okay, I, I let it out. I was like, Lord, help me to stop talking about it, right? Because I heard the Holy Spirit say distraction. And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, I need you to help me to see the distractions coming. See, Nehemiah. They all saw the distractions coming. So they didn't allow themselves to even get distracted. But they knew, they knew that Tobias, Tobiah, 
Sam Ballot, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashadites were coming to start drama. And sometimes we see the uh, we see the drama about to happen, but we're not on guard, and we're or we're not fully on guard. Why? Because we didn't pray about it. We didn't pray, and even if we prayed about it, like your girl, I didn't kind of, I totally didn't really wait for an answer. Even though my spirit felt like, mm, this is shady business. I feel like this person is about to do something shady. And I try not to think in certain ways, right? Because what I'm thinking, I could, you know, make come to fruition. So I'm like, no, let's not think that. Let's think good things. Let's think, baby, be on guard. Be on guard. So now he says, but we prayed and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. God says to us, be on guard to protect yourself. Because what happens is when we get distracted, now we start to get angry, we get upset, or we get depressed. Now we're going through all of the emotions that are not fruits of the spirit. And while we are okay to have emotions, when we sit in that thing too much, that's a no-go. So he said, I invited God into this situation. And God wants us to invite him into the situation and then move in the direction of what we want him to do. So God, I need you to guard me. I need you to protect my heart. Lord, I need you to help me to stop speaking what I don't need to speak. And then stop speaking. Go in the direction as though you believe he's going to do it. So they said we had to guard the city day and night to protect ourselves. And then the people began to complain that the workers were becoming tired. And let me tell you something. Be careful when you're tired. Because that's when the enemy strikes. He feels like that is his moment. When you just get tired, God, I'm tired of this. God, I don't want no more. God, I just can't do no more. That's when we need to really say, okay, God, I need you to step in. Yes, I'm tired, but I know that you will give me the strength that I need. But when you're tired, the enemy is, that's his, that's his optimal time. He's like, oh yeah. I'm coming in. And this is what it says. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying before they even know it, before they even know what's happening, we're going to swoop down and kill them and end their work. This is what the enemy does. I want to distract you because I want to steal, kill and destroy you. I want to steal your joy. I want to kill your whole life. I want to destroy you. I want you out of here. So I want to steal your peace, kill your joy and destroy you completely. And think about this. When Jesus was hungry, when Jesus was, whenever Jesus was a little feeling a little down, cause Jesus not, you know, his moments 
where he was like, oh, Lord, I, I, I can't. God, I can't. Father, please. The enemy was like, oh, yeah. Woo, I'm going to swoop down. Before they even know what is happening. And I feel that for us. Before we even know what's happening, boom, there's the attack. That's why it's so important to guard ourselves, our minds, our hearts, our emotions, our words. Guard ourselves. Pay attention to what's going on around you. That doesn't mean you let it get to your heart. That means you know what's happening. You, you can see, ask the Lord to give you, Lord, help me to give me discernment so I can see the tricks of the enemy before they even get here so that you could protect me. So not only were they protecting themselves, but they knew that God was protecting them. And I got scripture for you. God guards us. He says, I will protect you. I will protect you. I am your protector. And so I just was like, wow, as you're working to get done what God has put you in the earth to do, the enemy tries to bring on some confusion and distraction so that before you know what's happening, he will swoop down and, and, and kill you and your work. See, the enemy doesn't want us to get to where we have to get to because that means the end of him. And sometimes we get discouraged because things don't look like what we think they should look like. We're looking at all of these different results and it's not happened. That's distraction. The enemy says, oh, I can distract them with this because they're tired. Lord, I'm tired of people not paying attention to me. Lord, I'm tired of this, this and this happening to me. I'm tired. The enemy's like, I got you. But little does he know, he has already been defeated. So he does not have us because we are going to always be on guard. So now when we go further into the text, they, they had heard people were coming back to them saying things. And here comes Nehemiah talking about, wait a minute. I know what you heard. But just because you heard that doesn't mean it's going to have any effect, right? Especially when we guarded ourselves, we've protected ourselves. We've got on the armor of God. He says to them now, yo, 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 don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember, the Lord is great and glorious and fight for your friends, your family and your homes. You don't have anything to worry about because God will deliver them into your hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. And even if he doesn't deliver them into your hands, he is a God of justice. Justice will happen. Forget about what it looks like in this world. It seems like we get no justice. Oh, no justice is happening for us. That's a lie. And God is saying, be on guard just because it looks cool it looks like people are winning now they they're 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 not you you're my child you're chosen you are called 
You are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. You are protected by me. So be on guard. Always. And so further down in the text, it says they never took off their clothes. They kept their weapons. They carried their weapons everywhere at all times. Are we? Are we carrying our weapons? So the the Bible says in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 to 18, that we are to put on the helmet of salvation, put on the breastplate of righteousness, put on the belt of truth. We are to hold our shield of faith and wield the sword of the spirit. So we have the weaponry, we have the armor to keep us from allowing the distractions and the tactics of the enemy to keep us from doing our work. These people stayed on guard. We have to do the same thing. Stay on guard. Always. They took off those clothes. Never. That's what the, and I'm just giving you what the word says. He says they didn't ever take off their clothes. If you was with him, you wasn't taking those clothes off. Even if you went for water. Which means they wasn't playing about getting their work done. And some of us allow distractions to stop us from getting our work done because we're not on guard. We're not even in position. Now, if we look at 18, Ephesians 6, 18, it says, pray all the time. Pray all the time. Nehemiah prays all the time. He says, we Pray to our God. And another part of the text, he said, I prayed. I prayed. He knew that they was coming. He said, I'm praying to God. I'm praying that you would stop them. That you would that you would take care of them. May their scoffing fall back on their heads and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins for they have provoked you to anger here in the presence of the builders. So he's praying not for revenge, but so that God would, would, would prevail with justice, that justice would be served and that they would back up off them so that that the people could do Nehemiah and his people could forge forward and do what God set out for him to do and they were never successful Sanballat Tobiah they tried so many times to make this work cease and they were never successful Because Nehemiah, one, he prayed. Two, he stayed on guard. Three, he never took off his clothes. 
He never took his armor off. So how, how do we, how do we do it? We do the same thing. They finally got this wall fully completed. But so in order for us to complete the work that we are called to do, that we are commissioned to do, you got to stay committed. Nehemiah is committed. It's not just wordplay for him. Some of us can't even be in cool friend relationships because we can't even fathom or stomach the word commitment. That word is scary to us. But you cannot get to a goal. You can't accomplish anything if you're not committed to it, if you're not dedicated to it. So we have to be committed to what God has called us to do. No matter the circumstances. Be committed. Do what it is that you were set here on this earth to do. And don't stop until it's done. Some of us can't even get our weight loss goals happening. Why? Because we ain't committed. We're not committed to it. We want it. But we don't want it bad enough. Why? You know why commitment scares people? Because it takes action. It takes sacrifice. You have to be obligated, so to speak, to that. And that's a hard thing for some people. Commitment is important to the mission. You got to be committed got to be committed. And so the first thing I know we talked about the committing, you know, being committed. Nehemiah was committed and that Holy Spirit just dropped that in my spirit. You got to be committed. You got to be committed to God. Then be committed to the work and committed to yourself. God says, commit yourself to me. Surrender yourself to me. I will protect you. I will take good care of you. And when we commit ourselves to him, we commit ourselves to his will and his cause and what he wants us to do. We got to talk to God. See, because Nehemiah was a prayer. Nehemiah prayed. He stayed and prayed in prayer. So we have to stay in prayer to stay aware. When When we don't stay in prayer about things, the discernment that we need, we don't we don't really get it. Or we don't acknowledge that it is actually discernment. Nehemiah prayed about everything to God and God answered. The second thing we need to do is we need to walk with God. So he prayed, but then he moved in the direction of what he was asking God to do. And it aligned with God's will. Because I don't want I don't want to have people out here like, okay, well, I prayed for this. And it doesn't align with God's will and you didn't get it. Now you mad at me. No, 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 no. Pray for what you know is going to align with God's will. How do you know if it aligns with God's will? If you know his word, the more you get to know him, the more you pray, have the conversation, have a relationship. It's not about religion. A lot of people are so caught up. Oh, I'm not a religious person and I'm not into religion and Christianity is about relationship with God. It's not about religion. It's about faith in 
the one who's created the heavens and the earth and the entire universe. So we walk with him. So we walk in the direction of our prayers. Nehemiah didn't sit around and wait a bunch of like he did like, okay, I'm just going to wait for this to drop in my lap. No, he prayed and then he, he, he worked, he moved, he moved in the direction of his prayers. And the third thing we need to do is be prepared. Keep the armor on, stay geared up. That means you keep that armor on. Keep the helmet of salvation. Don't lose your salvation. Don't, don't, don't let people beat you in the head with shenanigans and make you come out of your saved space. Don't make people do things to you or allow people to penetrate that, that your mind and take you out of your salvation with their shenanigans. Don't get frustrated. Get motivated. Hallelujah. See, Nehemiah, he, he was motivated to get this done. Oh, y'all playing games? Oh, y'all aggravating me. But you know what? I'm going to keep moving. Now I want to do this even more so. Now I have to do it even more so. One, because God has called me to it. But because you don't want it, that must mean it's something good I need to keep doing. And I'm going to keep doing it. But they never took the armor off. They never took it off. And see, we're out here fighting the, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And sometimes we, when we, when we allow things to penetrate our minds, we rehearse it and we get angry. We get angry over and over and over again. We lose our salvation because we let stuff come out of our mouths. We start acting up and like, Oh, wait a minute. I thought they were saved. Wait a minute. I thought they was yeah, I'm saved. Some people be like, oh, I'm saved and I'm gangster. And I'm like, I feel you. I get it. But it still has to move in a space of I'm saved. <laughs> Lord says, let me fight your battles. Let me do that. Because I can. I could do it better than you could. And sometimes we come out and we don't look saved anymore. Right? And we could do something that's, that's detrimental to our salvation. Right. Because we keep our salvation, but we do something that 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 now we got to go back and Lord, forgive me. And and now we got to do repentance and, and revival. And when you could just put that helmet on, keep the helmet of salvation on, keep the breastplate of righteousness on. That doesn't mean be self-righteous. That just means walk uprightly, walk tightly with the Lord. He says, I'll direct your path if you trust me. If you trust me, I'll take care of it. And then with the sword of the spirit, you got, we got the spirit. We got the Holy Spirit within us. But then we also have the word and we get to yield that thing. When the enemy is coming, I'm going to give you the word of God. I bind and rebuke you in the name of Jesus because what I bind on earth is bound in heaven because I have power and authority, all power and authority because of greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I got the power because God gave it to me. So I can't allow myself to take my armor off 
and try to fight a battle that I don't have the right gear for. When David went to go and fight Goliath, saw, and he, that wasn't even his intention. He just was like, hold up, wait a minute. You talking crazy. Y'all don't hear this? So, so y'all okay? Well, I'm not okay. So, and that's the thing, right? When, when we see something that's happening and we're bothered by it, that's God saying, that's for you right there. That's, I'm, I'm putting you right there in charge. So nobody else was upset about this. Nobody else was ready to take on Goliath. But David, this young man is like, well, I got it. No problem. He had his armor on him, his slingshot. That was his armor. All he had to do was pick up his five smooth stones. And all it took was one. But here's the thing. Out of respect for the king who offers him his armor, he tried it on. He couldn't even move. He was like, this ain't going to work. I can't do this. Don't pick up somebody else's armor. Put on the armor of God. Don't pick up the world's armor. The world says, curse everybody out, punch them in the face, stab them, shoot them. That's what the world says. But God says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. You're going to have to give them the word. You're going to have to keep your salvation. We're going to have to stay in the righteousness of God. Walk up rightly, even though somebody else is doing wrong. I'm still going to do the right thing. I'm not going to go and do what you're doing. I'm going to do the right thing. That's keeping the armor on, telling the truth about this situation, telling them the truth, giving them the truth. And then putting that shield up, block it. Oh, oh that's discernment. Oh, 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 I'm about to block it with my faith. I, I, I. I trust God, not what man is saying. So be prepared. Stay in your armor. So let's do this again. In order for us to always be on guard so that we can complete what God has asked us to do, be committed. Be committed to do God's will. Be committed to God. Then pray with him. Pray to God. Pray about it. Talk to God with him. That's what I meant to say. Talk with him, not pray with him, but pray to God about it. Talk to him about it. Listen for an answer. Listen for an answer because we talk sometimes and then we don't listen for an answer. And then we're like, okay, wait a minute. What just happened? And, and I can attest to that. Uh, so we're going to listen and then we're going to walk in the direction. Walk with God. We're going to walk in the direction of his will, walk in the direction of the prayers we just prayed. And then we're going to be prepared and we're going to make sure that we have this on all ways. We don't take it off. Don't let the hate frustrate. Let it motivate. Get the work done. Nehemiah got the work done. He is the perfect example of getting the work done. And on guard, if I could define it for you, there's, there's two different definitions for it, but they're all what we needed today. 
It's to keep under control, right? That's our mouths. That's our actions. That's, that's our emotions. Keep them under control. Our thoughts, keep them under control and restrained, right? So it's keep under control or restrained as a matter of caution or prudence. And then protect, protect, guard is to protect, to watch over, to keep safe from harm. And that's what our heavenly father does for us. See, God didn't allow Nehemiah and his people to be harmed at all. And so I have some scriptures to just give you, to prove to you that God is keeping you protected. And I'm going to put them on my page, but for right now, it's, and hopefully you're writing this down. It's um, Proverbs 2 and 8, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 8, Proverbs 13, 6, Luke 4, 10, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. Psalm chapter 23, 4, which we all know, right? And Psalm 121, 5. And then if we look at um, God wants us to guard ourselves, right? And be on guard. Um, I'm going to leave those scriptures, I think, on the my Instagram page. But I really pray that this hit home for all of you and that it encouraged you, that it blessed you, that it corrected, because it is so imperative right now that we do this, that we are constantly on guard because the enemy is not going to let up. He is not giving up. He is relentless while yes, he is defeated and we walk around victorious with the power that God has given us. And we have authority over the enemy. Yes, he has power, but we have power over him. We get to trample him under our feet, but we have to stay on guard. We have to make sure that we have on the shoes of peace. That's a part of the armor. We have to make sure that we have on the shoes of peace. And even though we peaceful, we stomping the devil out. So I pray again that this word goes forth and it does what it's supposed to do. And I know that it shall not return unto the Lord void. I pray that we will be able to apply this word to our lives, that it was, we could all relate to it. And that as we go forth and the rest of our weeks, um, we will stay on guard. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God that as we continue to read your word, that we grow deeper and deeper into you and that we are who you have called us to be and that help us, Lord God, that we would stay focused, committed, and that you would give us all the help to do so, that we would do your work and that we would always be on God. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, we bless your holy name. Until we get to meet again, I pray that you protect each and every person that is listening and everyone that is connected to them. All these things in your name, Jesus, we do pray. God, we love you. Amen.
men. Amen. I love you all. Even though I've never met you, I still love you for those who I've never met. And if this is your first time, thank you so much. I hope that you share this word and that you will come back again every Friday um, at 12 noon. Um, if you are not following me on Instagram and you feel like you want to, it is I am D Malone. Uh, and that's D M A L O N E. No E E's. Okay. Okay. So again, thank you so much now because you might be new. If you are, you probably don't know what I'm going to say, but for everybody else, you know, so get ready. Here we go. Be blessed. But more importantly, be a blessing. Have a great one.